Hello, it's Hayden Williams here, and you're listening to another episode of Man in the Mirror. It's the podcast where I talk to a male guest each week about their life, about work, and I have a little rummage around their bathroom cabinets, and they tell me all about those key items in their routine, the things they can't do without, whether it be hair, grooming, shaving, fragrance, all that good stuff. Now, this is episode nine. Uh, It's the last one in the current series, actually, season one, and we're ending on a real good one. This week, I'm talking to Glenn Davis, um, much better known online as Mr. Cologne 76. Um, If you looked at niche fragrance or fragrance at all, actually, on Instagram or YouTube, no doubt you've come across Mr. Cologne 76. Um, He's a fragrance expert, a connoisseur, and I would say he's an Instagram superstar. Um, So so big, in fact, that he's got his own hashtag, Mr. Cologne 76. I think you're really going to enjoy my chat with Glenn. It was so fascinating to spend some time with him. So here we go. It's Glenn Davis, Mr. Cologne 76, on Man in the Mirror. Welcome along to another episode of Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden Williams here, and I am delighted to be joined this week by Glenn Davis, known much better online as Mr. Cologne 76. Hi, Glenn. How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm really well. I'm really well. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, listeners should know, actually, that Glenn's making time to do this from America today, and he's already done a full day's work. He's uh, a registered nurse, and this incredible second career, I guess, he has as a fragrance expert and blogger, um, you know, all all has to happen at the same time as as holding down a full-time job and being a family man and all those good things. So I really appreciate um, Glenn making time to to do this today. So he's in, you're in Dallas. Is that Dallas, near Dallas? Correct. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas, Texas. So it's Dallas daytime, London evening. And um, yeah, fantastic to have Glenn on. And um, originally, Glenn, if I'm right, you're from Trinidad and you moved to the States as a teenager. Is that right? That's correct. I was just about 17 when my family relocated to New York. Wow. And um, so did your interest in fragrance date right back to childhood? It did. I have to credit my late father. He was always a good smelling gentleman. And, um, <laughs> I love that. When, when, I, when I think back to my childhood, there was always a fascination with fragrance and smell, even though I wasn't aware at the time. And um, I started wearing his fragrances at a really early age. So his love of fragrance kind of imbued its way in, in, into you and into your subconscious, which is often often the way, I suppose, isn't it? We don't even know we're, we're kind of liking things and we do. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was an incident. Um, I, I was probably eight or nine years old um, in the village that, I, that we lived. Uh, one day we gave a neighbor a ride. Not everybody had cars in the, in the village that I grew up in. And... Um, they complimented his fragrance when he, when when they got into the car and when they got out and had left my dad um turned to me and he said you know i i mean i'd always look good but i would always smell good and it it stuck with me it 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 it, it turned a button on inside of me oh that's such a great motto and and it's true isn't it that's the impression that you can you can leave with people and uh, lingers long in the memory that oh, i love yeah. that and um yeah, I think a lot of these things are, are, are our interests come from our, our parents. So 
for people who haven't come across, I mean, I would be surprised, but people who are listening to the podcast who haven't come across your content online at Mr. Cologne 76, would you be able to just explain a little bit about your, your channel and what you do there? I, I would love to. Um, I, I like to call it um, a meeting place. Mm. A melting, a melting, a melting pot of perfume lovers from all corners of the world, all walks of life, and I provide content that serves as a springboard for conversation. I like to invite people in to have conversations on things related to fragrances and and uh, you know things associated with fragrances. I create content that serves to introduce people to new fragrances, mm. sometimes to um, serve as an educational piece because people people discover fragrances and they they aren't always um, very knowledgeable and there is a genuine interest in learning more. So I, I pride myself on creating some content that serves as a you know an educational piece. Yeah. Glenn's far too modest, I'm sure, to to let us know. But I mean, there's nearly fifty thousand followers on Instagram, and and I'm sure he won't mind me saying, but he, he's absolutely a real sort of beacon in in the fragrance community. And I can only speak for myself. I mean, I started. So my my interest was, as I've said before, in this podcast was was much later in life than than Glenn's was. I think it was always it was always there as a, a sort of interest in the background, but starting to you know, look at the notes in fragrance and, and get more engaged and interested. It only really happened a, a few years ago. But anyway, in lockdown, I started to look at um, fragrance content a bit more on Instagram and think about starting a page. And, and Glenn, as, as Mr. Cologne, you know, it's the place to, to find out about fragrance and, and particularly niche fragrance. But more than that, as, as he said, it, there's, there's this sense of community there. There's obviously a, a hashtag Mr. Cologne 76. And I, I guess I saw that before I really understood, you know, the, 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 the world around it. But what's so great about Glenn and Mr. Cologne 76 itself is that, you know, he's all about discussion and discovery, as he said. And, and I don't know, it strikes me sometimes that social media channels can often be a place of, of sort of self-interest and people being quite self-centered where, where actually, you know, what you're doing is absolutely about, building a community and I, I, I sort of wonder did you make that decision quite early on to to have a different sort of focus online and be less about I mean of course it's a it's about you and your your passion and and your expertise but actually opening up and elevating the conversation was that was that a conscious decision to to, to sort of play it like that that that's a really good question and the truth is it started in it developed in a couple of different stages so initially um, the reason why I started creating content was because one of my friends said to me one day, um, you have a lot of followers, but you're not connecting with your followers. At the time, I had probably 2,000 followers. And I guess for most people that do social media casually, 2,000 followers are a lot. So when she told me that, I wanted to know, well, what does connecting with your audience really mean? And I, I sort of drilled down and um, I started looking at YouTube videos and reading books and um, I started being more intentional with my content. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the conversation that was happening on social media. So that was kind of my driving force. And then as I started, you know, my page started growing 
I felt really communal, and I decided also that I was going to use Mr. Cologne 76's platform to elevate other people that were trying to do the same thing. So very early on, I was reposting other people's content, giving people a shout out, and it was really building a, a true sense of community. And in 2019, I went to Milan to Exxon's, and I was just overwhelmed by the the response that that people had towards me. I mean, for all intents purposes, I was I was treated like a sort of celebrity, but. I'm the same person. I'm, yeah, I don't doubt. I'm, I'm still, you know, still the regular Glenn, and you know, I'm still Glenn. I still go to work every day. I still <laughs> put my pants on one leg at a time. But I, I, I realized that people were, um, people were really admiring what I was doing, and that kind of fueled the fire to really foster this sense of community. And um, I never stopped, but. It was probably a year later, maybe in 2020, I, I realized that Mr. Cologne 76 wasn't just a personal page anymore. It was it, it was a community. So I, I stopped treating it like a personal page. And that's never stopped. It it, it definitely is. And, and, you know, these aren't just sort of lofty words that Glenn's talking about. And I, again, I, from personal experience, I know I can see Glenn, you know, responding to comments, opening up conversations. He's, you know, longer time ago, you know, a couple of years ago, direct messaged me and was very supportive. And I, I've no doubt he, well, I know he does that to, to lots of people. So it, yeah, it definitely feels, because I think sometimes, you know, we're obviously going to talk about grooming and other things here, but the, the, that fragrance community online, when you first take an interest, there is lots of, uh, you know, there's vocabulary and there's technical words that people don't always understand. So it's so great to have this this platform that feels quite democratic and open and and that you can't you know that you're not you're not an idiot and you're not saying wrong things and that you know your your opinion on something is is valued so it, yeah it's it feels like a real safe space for for perfume lovers and I, I you know I know it's it's growing all the time and and you know if if you come to this podcast and through a lens of, of grooming or hair care or something else then i definitely recommend you you have a look at glenn's content as mr cologne 76 because um yeah it, for a start off i've learned so much and and again i think it's it's very humbling you know it feels like from someone like glenn you know no one's professing to be the ultimate expert that knows everything you know there's there's always people to learn from and there's always new things to learn about which is what makes it such a a sort of wonderful hobby or or interest. So um, anyway, I, I, you should check out Glenn's page if you haven't. But um, man in the mirror, as you know, Glenn, the the idea is to you know to find out about a guest, find out about their their work and and who they are, but also to get some recommendations on on products that that really work for you, things that that you might use in your daily or nightly routine that you might want to pass on and say, look, this is a this is a good this is a good product and it works for me because so i wonder if we will definitely come to fragrance i have no doubt about that but just in terms of other skincare and grooming i mean what do you do in terms of skincare in the morning have you got a sort of quick routine are you someone that takes a lot of time with all these aspects of your life how do you deal with skincare um it's kind of ironic that um you're bringing up skincare <laughs> i i recently got married Congratulations. 
Thank you, thank you. <laughs> to Kimberly, and, who's also online as Nosy Couture. Is that right? Yeah. Correct, Nosy yeah. Couture. Yeah. And I've only really started taking care of my skin. Sad to say, I was one of those people that uh, whatever soap I was using on my body also washed my face and my head. Yeah, it went on the face and, too. Um, I didn't put anything on my face. Um, I would, you know, if I put lotion on, Every time I shower. So whatever lotion I'm using usually went on the face. And she is really particular about her skin. She has, uh, between me and you, too many products. (laughs) (laughs) She has too many skincare products, if you ask me. (laughs) She dominate the bathroom. Yes. Well, fortunately, we have all <laughs> we have our own counters. But oh, there you go. It started it, it started rubbing off on me. You know, I started asking questions. You know, like you know, why are you using this and why is that important? And um, one day I came home and there was a, a, a skin moisturizer on my counter, so I started putting it on. And um, you know, then I I bought some products for my beard recently, but they included. Um, black uh, African soap. And I learned that that was really good for the face. It didn't contain the harsh chemicals. So, Uh you know, I started washing my face with that um, as as long as I could remember to not, you know, put the regular soap on my face. I would use that on my face. And then, you know, she bought me a lotion for my face, a moisturizer for my face that was um, specifically for nighttime. Okay. And... Then I learned that, well, traditional pillowcases also pull a lot of moisture from your face. Yes, that's right. So I started, and, and, and especially for the beard also, um, a cloth, you know, the traditional pillowcases would just pretty much suck all the moisture out of your hair. So um, I'm a little embarrassed to say I've been sleeping on a silk pillowcase. Don't be. It's great. Uh, for, for the past <laughs> the past couple of months in order to, to, to do better. So, you know, in terms of routine, I have a day moisturizer. I have a nighttime moisturizer. Um, I've been using the black African soap to clean my face. And um, sometimes I, especially if I'm going to be going out, out um i put on a sunscreen yeah, i have good. a face moisturizer that has a yeah. sunscreen so um lo and behold all this to say i think it's making a difference do you you're noticing um, it yeah i think it's making a difference it's not mm. you know drastic you know it, it hasn't taken off you know 10 years but <laughs> I, I i i've noticed some differences little incremental differences yeah, yeah. And and are there certain brands that you've been impressed by or is it kind of different ones? Um, so I have a, a Neutrogena um, moisturizer that I've been using. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I, I don't even know the name of the one that, I, that I'm currently using. She bought me one that, uh, that has the day and the, and the night um, version. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Honestly, I didn't. E- I didn't even pay attention um, to the to the brand of the the moisturizer. But it's doing its job. That's that's the main thing. I f- I, I feel like it is. I noticed that um, when I wake up in the morning, you know, my face, like the traditional wake up face, <laughs> yeah. isn't as pronounced. Interesting. Isn't as pronounced. Yeah, because you know, before you know, I could wake up in the morning, and you know, even at 
after a shower and getting ready for work, you know, you, you get to work and you still kind of have some evidence of like, you know, you just woke up, but yeah. now I wake up and my face isn't as puffy. Mm. Um, the dark circles below my eyes seem to have lightened up a little bit. Um, my skin feels softer mm. and, and I've only really just started using moisturizer and, and, and trying to use a decent soap. Yeah. It's great. And, um, I can see Glenn on screen. You won't be able to see him through your headphones unless you've got some magic headphones. But um, he's got a very impressive beard. Tell me about your beard care, Glenn. What do you? I mean, it looks like it looks well. It's a beautiful beard, it, but it's neat. So it, looks, it looks like you. It takes a bit of looking after, I would say. I I do I do take care of the beard. Um, I I take pride in my beard because yeah I don't. The hair doesn't grow on top that well, so <laughs> yeah, I, I I started. So what do you what do you use in there? So I've been using um, a company called Nature Boy. Um, I found them. I found them. I discovered them on YouTube. So Nature Boy. Um, I was specifically looking for black beard care because you know yeah. our, our hair is different, and mm -hmm. and several videos had referred to this brand. So when I got on Instagram. To, to look them up, they had an Instagram page, so I bought their product. So their product is a three-step um, kind of routine. So when I shower, I, I use a leave-in a leave-in uh, conditioner. Yeah. So I I kind of get that mixed into the beard, and then they have a beard balm. Right. And then they have a beard oil. So most often, I mix the beard oil and the beard balm get that going, work it into the beard, and then I hit my beard with just some medium heat with a blow dry just to kind of get it to fill back out. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and and that's been working really well. My beard has stayed moisturized. Um, it doesn't feel uh, hard and wiry. Um, I had to learn that, you know, even a beard needs to be cared for. You can't just uh, shower and go. You know, I try to make sure... No, you're absolutely right. I try to make sure at night when I lay down that I put the moisturizer in there, the, the leave-in conditioner in my beard because I recently learned that your, your hair grows at night. So you want to yeah. provide it with the nourishment at night. And it's and you have to look after the skin that's underneath the beard as well. Yes. Don't you? you don't want it sort of too, too much sort of dry cells. Absolutely, and stuff, so. absolutely. And so yeah. my beard is never itchy. Um, I don't have skin flakes coming out. Like it's it's really supple under there. Well, I've got some serious beard envy. It's a magnificent beard, ladies and gentlemen. It's Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to talk to you a bit more, obviously about about fragrance and and I guess you know we we could talk for hours. And I can see again, very frustrating if you're if you're <laughs> just listening. But um, behind Glenn's head, you can see this most incredible collection and um again if you if you find any of his youtube videos or or check him out on instagram you'll see this incredible collection i mean it's hundreds hundreds of, of bottles so we obviously can't get into you know what you wear every day of the years but i think so we're we're here in july i suppose what i'd love to know is today you know what what would help you make that decision about your fragrance for any particular given day and that day being today, you know, what, what's your sort of thought process in terms of 
your choice is it is it about the mood you're in or the the season or you know something you've checked out online how, how do you make that decision with such a vast collection that's that's a good question um i have some days that are free days meaning i get to wear you know whatever my little heart desires what you like and then um <laughs> i i have some days that are that are working days where i'm evaluating a fragrance sure um you know checking it out to see how it unfolds, how long it lasts, um, does it offer compliments? Do I do I notice differences in the you know from the opening to the first you know first part of the heart of the fragrance? Is there a transition in the scent profile into the dry down? So that takes a very intentional approach, and um, you know you can't. I don't like to do it all in one sitting so sometimes i just wear a fragrance just to see you know how i feel about it and then i'll wear it again with kind of paying attention so it depends on where i am in this you know what phase of the fragrance evaluation i'm in so that oftentimes uh dictate what i wear and um sometimes at home i'll let my wife pick my fragrance because I like to be surprised by what she chooses. And, you know, sometimes I, you know, she, she brings a fragrance and I'm like, you know, I probably wouldn't have chosen that to go to bed, but you know, she liked it. She chose it. I'm going to wear it. So, so I like that element of, all right, let's see what she's going to pick for me to wear. Yeah. And sometimes that someone else suggesting something can remind you of a fragrance that you'd forgotten about or you you might not like you say absolutely. you might not have picked yourself but actually go oh, that's a, that's a really good one that works well absolutely and often our maybe our, our partners or people who know as well yeah they they understand what smells good on us so. yeah um so what did you pick today glenn so today um right right now um i don't have the bottle here but i just unboxed a fragrance by raymond monigal and it's called attract one musk Oh, I saw, I saw this post. Yeah. So I saw it, you unboxing very yeah, quickly. So it's so I, yeah. I try to speed the unboxing videos up because people don't really <laughs> they don't really want to watch you know every little bit of the process. <laughs> so um, the fragrance is actually very lively. Um, I can tell it's a fragrance that is going to unfold on the skin with time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I can tell it's a fragrance that's going to kind of ramp up in terms of its presence on your skin. And I still haven't, you know, uh, had a chance to like really dig into, you know, learn the composition or the inspiration for the fragrance. I just literally recorded unboxing and sprayed it on my skin. So that's what I smell like right now. It's fruity. It's bright. It has the musky elements, kind of a, you know, kind of a creamy, but not powdery uh, kind of a... Uh, yeah, white musk presence to it. So you're in. You're. It sounds like you're in that um, that stage where you're doing that almost that first evaluation of just not thinking too much, putting it on and and seeing what those first impressions are. But I guess there'll be a, probably a yeah, further stage yeah. of digging further in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Getting into the rushes. I have, you know, I like to I like to put it on, take it to work. You know, just kind of. Um, I'm just always listening to what people say. Um, you know, is it is it something that People can smell when they, you know, when they come around me or if I pass them in the hallway. Um, is it somebody saying something in an elevator? I kind of, these are just data points, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I wear fragrances for me. I don't necessarily need compliments to feel good about fragrance. I 
fragrances to me are just like music, right? When I listen to music, um, no one's ever complimented me on the music that I'm listening to. It's the same relationship with fragrances. Yeah. But I love that. Compliments serve as data points for, you know, my audience. People, there are people that want to know if a fragrance is delivering in the compliment department. Yeah. No, I get that. And another thing uh, that that Glenn is, is very famous for as, as Mr. Cologne, and, and, and it's an idea that, you know, might seem obvious, but it isn't to everyone is that that idea that that scent doesn't really have a gender and you know we'll still see it in a lot of designer fragrances where there's an aisle for for men and there's a, a different aisle and and all the packaging and everything is, is different for women slightly less so i would say in the niche world but i mean it sort of bears repeating doesn't it i mean it seems obvious but smell itself shouldn't there's nothing about it you know why can't a man wear a rose fragrance in the end it's just how things are packaged up and boxed, which suggests it's female. But that's very much your sort of credo, isn't it? Yeah, and, and may I share where that philosophy kind oh, of please, originated? Please do. It was about 2007. I had gotten out the Navy, and I was tinkering online, trying to find out what people were wearing. I discovered this Facebook group that a lot of people were... Um, you know, they were swapping, selling niche perfumes. 2007, you know, my world turned upside down because I started hearing about Frederick Mall and Serge Luton, Tom Ford. And, you know, I had prided myself on being a fragrance person, but there were brands I had never heard about. So I got into these groups and in the conversations that were happening in the group, this lady reached out to me and she said, hey, I noticed that you have a keen... Uh, a sense of smell. You you ask really pointed questions about fragrances, and I would like to send you some samples to try out. So, she said, "I don't want you to get caught up with the names. I just want you to wear the fragrances and report back to me what it was you experienced." So I got these samples and I started falling in love with these fragrances, not being aware of the name, who they were made for, and. I subsequently went on to, to find out that some of these fragrances were uh, marketed for women, but it was too late. I had already... <laughs> you already fell in love with them. Started, I already started liking them. So that, so that that was my first kind of like, wait a minute, I don't have to uh, limit myself yeah. to fragrances that are marketed to men. Just if I like the way something smells, then I can wear it. And, you know, with time... My, my wife and I got together. Our fragrances were kind of pulled together. Well, yeah. I wore some of her fragrances, and there was a day I wore uh, Eau de Marvée, the EDT version by Hermes. Mm -hmm. And I went to work, and a co was like, oh, my God, Glenn, that smells phenomenal. I'm going to buy that for my husband. Can you tell me what it is and where I can get it? So yeah. I gave her the name, um, and she went home. So next day she came back to work and I was like, did you get the fragrance of your husband? And she said, well, I was getting ready to buy it, but I think you told me the wrong name. And I said, well, why, why do you say that? No. She's like, well, this fragrance is for women. And I, I started laughing and I said, but you liked it on me and you wanted to buy it for your husband. So that was like the final push. Like I really need to, 
disregard gender marketing, yeah. you know, jargon and, and just wear things that I like. And my palette developed further. I had a broader appreciation for fragrances. And um, I realized to, to do what I do as a content creator, it was advantageous to be able to talk to fragrances that, you know, many women were wearing. Yeah, of course. So, and it's like, you know, who makes all the rules? Surely we can, we can wear what we want. And, and I don't know, maybe it's a, a liberation that comes with age. I don't know. But I'm certainly feeling over the last few years that I care a bit less about some of those rules, you know, what other people think. I, I've yeah. sort of less, less yeah. relevant. Um, yeah. You get more confident in your own tastes, I suppose. You, you, hit the, you hit the nail on the head with confidence, with being comfortable in one's own skin. And again, again, when you look at perfumery as art, it's, it's almost impossible to appreciate artistry, but still hold gender distinctions. Yes, yeah. It's impossible. Yeah to go to a gallery and look at paintings and go, oh, that's, you know, that painting is for men yeah. or this painting or this sculpture. doesn't matter. So, doesn't. you know, it's, it, it really depends on where you are in your, in your fragrance journey. And I, I tell people, I'm not here to tell people to disregard their personal tastes and preferences, but I am here to tell people that they should liberate themselves. They should wear things that they enjoy and not feel restricted because it was marketed or it's part of some brand's feminine collection yeah. or masculine collection. Just be able to open your mind a bit more, I think. Absolutely. And and sort of linked to that, you know, the, you've been blogging and content creating for obviously over over 10, 15 years now. It's been a, in terms of... Well, no, it's only been five oh, years. It's only five? It's only been five oh, years. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I started in 2017. Oh, sorry. If, if it... Yeah, I thought it was longer, but um, so I mean, over that time, do you have you noticed a shift in terms of how men are perceiving fragrance? Do, do, do have you? You may not have, but do you, do you think men have got more engaged with your content over that time, or do, do you think that some of the barriers are breaking down a bit more, or do you were they never there for you? Um, my audience has always been statistically more percent uh, of of men. Uh, right. I think the split is about. 65 percent um men my is audience it? is about 65 percent okay. men i will say the notion of you know fragrances not having gender has definitely um gone up the 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 people that support that that opinion has gone up when i first when i first talked about this several years ago you know even as when i first started very very few men were yeah you know no, I don't, I don't, I don't dabble in the female <laughs> fragrances, but today the numbers are, are certainly different. I don't know what the exact percentage is, but a lot of people, so much so that the people that push back against that, they're, they're in a very, very um, yeah, in a minority. small minority. And I guess that, yeah. that follows with society as a whole in that the whole notion of gender is getting a little bit looser, isn't it? And you know, it is our, ch yeah. our children. You know, my my son, he's, he doesn't bat an eyelid so much about you know, boy girl, and and uh, yeah, it it, you know, it it seems less important. And you know, how people assign their sexuality or gender and any of those things. And and I guess yeah. brands are, are are catching up with changes in society as well, aren't they? And and even some of the more mainstream brands are much more. Um, 
you know, gender neutral or gender free in terms of their fragrances, I would say. Yeah. And, and the truth is, um, I wish the word unisex and fragrance would go away because I feel the term unisex then implies that, well, there are some fragrances that are not unisex. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't distinguish music as unisex. I, there's, I have never seen yeah. a female playlist on, on iTunes. Mm. So mm. why are we calling fragrances, you know, yeah. feminine and masculine? I think it really, it really needs to go away, in my opinion. Yeah, it just feels like it's. I mean, I, I totally agree, but it just feels like there's a there's still some work to do with that because, yes. yeah, in, in your main in in the UK we have a big chemist chain called Boots, you know, like a Walgreens or that kind of mm-hmm. thing. You know, those those big sort of mainstream shops. Mm-hmm with the designer fragrances that you know there's a whole industry there isn't there of kind of packaging stuff up according to along gender lines which yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure over time but it doesn't feel like it's going away yeah anytime yeah. soon it, especially in the designer realm it, it will probably stick yeah. around because the nature of designer fragrances they're they're usually more heavily marketed um yeah than say niche perfume and the consumer is different you know most and, and this is not to be insulting in any way, but most people buying uh, designer fragrances still kind of need to be led. All right, here, yeah. here are the men's and here are the women's, but you start getting into the niche perfume world, uh, that customer base is a little bit more savvy, a little bit more sophisticated, and they they don't have to be led. They they, they let this thing right here, their nose, do the delete. Yeah, no, it's true, isn't it? Because I think, again, it's it's not a value judgment, but sometimes with designer fragrance by their very nature the actual brand mm-hmm. or the logo often sits in front of the fragrance itself you're, yeah. you, you're you're actually marketing it based on who the designer is or what the, the packaging looks like which is again it, that's fine if if that's what you're you're into but um it's gonna it's gonna be harder to break down those those gender lines i think yes absolutely um i was also gonna ask you know part of my questioning on on the podcast and it's called man in the mirror is is to ask my male guest about how they feel about the the man that stares back at them in the mirror you know i've I've spoken to lots of different guests at at various life stages now i don't want to prejudge but i I, you're in your 40s glenn 46 yeah so mid 40s bit younger than i am so and it, and it's been really interesting to hear you talk about the the evolution more recently of you know wanting to take a bit more care of your your skin and things like that. So so when you look in the bathroom mirror now, are you are you happy with the Glen that that stares back at you now? Or do do you do you ever sort of hark back to, gosh, I looked you know I I thought I was at my peak when I was twenty two or anything like that, or or have you are you at a stage where you like the Glen best that, that that you look at now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I I am very very uh, happy with um, the person that that stares back at me in the mirror, uh, primarily because the the value that I place in myself is derived not from 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 the looks aspect, but from from life experiences, from knowledge, um, from from my you know, my family life, like that is wherein sure. lies my joy. So, you know, I'm, I'm mostly looking at my beard these days um, <laughs> when I, when I look in As the mirror, you because, you know, 
as a nurse, when COVID happened, uh, when it started two years ago and, you know, the world was just frantic, I chopped my beard off because, you know, at the time we were, we were getting a lot of patients with COVID and, you know, and so I chopped my beard off and I've only... And was it hotter as well under all the... No, it's never... Protection stuff, it wasn't that? It, it just, like certain masks wouldn't be able to fit on my face with a beard. Right. So right, that was okay. the main thing was like, all right, the beard's got to go. And it, and it's a funny story. My wife, uh, when I chopped my beard off, she had not seen me without the beard. Really? She She only knew me with the beard. So it was an adjustment for her because... You know, this yeah. this is this kind of shapes your identity. So totally, it was it was really because it was overnight. I, I mean, I chopped it off one day, and um, you know, and what did she say? She she knew I, she knew I had to do it, and she's pro beard. She loves my beard, but um, <laughs> pro beard. You know, it, it, it for several weeks. Um, she was like, man, I you know, when you come home, I for a second I'm like, who is this strange man walking into our home? Who's this guy? Yeah. And um, she had to get, you know, used to it. So I I took the beard off and I think I went, maybe I went a full year. Then I started growing it back and we had a flare up of COVID and I took it off again. And, you know, things are more under control, knock on wood. So I decided to grow it out. I wanted to have the beard for my wedding. And um, I was able to, you know, to have a beard in my wedding. That's That's all I really wanted was to have the beard in my wedding pictures. It's lovely to hear you talk about your your sense of self and, and appearance now and and I I definitely think that that comes across and I can I can definitely sort of relate to that thing of and it maybe it sounds I don't know sort of cheesy somehow but I do think that being a, a, a place of contentment and happiness I hope that emanates do you know I think it comes out in your appearance and that you you've definitely got a sort of happiness about you and 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 yeah it, it's nothing to do with age or yeah being sort of someone that wants to look at themselves much but but um yeah feeling feeling good within tends to come out that's yeah, that's what i've been told that's that's what i've been told people that um you know people that spend any amount of time speaking with me that's kind of usually what they say sometimes people that don't know me they see me and they form you know they they judge until they get to know me and they're like wow man you're way more down to earth than i would have ever you know ever guessed because you're you know i'm six foot five you know i'm a big guy and and i'm six foot five so so people you know just think that you know a big tall guy is a serious man but when when they get to to know me and, and have a conversation they realize that you know i love to joke around i have a you know a serious sense of humor and you know i'm i'm, I'm very personable i consider myself very personable I, I really um i really meet a stranger i will i will talk to random people in the supermarket um in, in at the airport you know with gas station like that's how i am well, and I, th- I think again we've talked about it already, but that that's borne out by the fact that you know the the style that you have online is 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 about you know connecting and and you know making people feel comfortable and yeah that must be in in your nature. So that that's that's fantastic. My final question, Glenn, and I think some of this has has been covered off in in some of your previous answers, but I love to ask guests 
what makes them happy. And it can be, it can be as sort of as big or as trivial as, as you like, but what, what, what are the things that make you happy in life? That's, that's a beautiful question. Um, Thank you. And, and, and there, are, there are a few things. Um, right now, I think that my biggest sense of, of joy comes from, you know, from my, my wife. Um, she has been an incredible supporter for what I've, for what I do um, on social media. She has, I, I will go as far as saying that without her support, this wouldn't have happened. Um, you need that sounding board. You need that person to help you absorb some of the energy that comes off of, you know, being in the limelight. So my wife... And I guess for she, she understands, she understands because she's also online and, and there's, there's a lot to be said for a partner who who gets it who gets yeah, who gets what yeah, you do and yeah. you can you can talk it through that's useful isn't yeah, it yeah she she is she is my my right hand man she really is yeah she really is Amazing. and 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 she you know we met um i was kind of barely starting this 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 journey so she didn't she didn't know that this was going to unfold into what it is now and and she could have easily said you know what this is too much um I don't want to share you with, you know, the world, but she gave me the grace to do what I do. And, um, that is my number one supporter, um, my greatest sense of joy. So my wife, number one, my family, number two, uh-huh. right. Um, you know, I, I lost my dad two years ago and, um, yeah, it, I'm so it, sorry about that. They're, thank yeah. you. It has pulled my family closer yeah. in a lot of ways, and, and not just my, you know, my immediate siblings and my and my and my my mother, but my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, because um, my dad was a very very big life force in the family. And um, yeah, and have you still got family in Trinidad and Tobago? I now? do, I do. Yeah. So that's a real big sense of joy. If we extrapolate from that if we go further out um in terms of like tangible things i love dogs i i love dogs i don't have one um my last dog i lost him in 2016 and you know i i haven't lived in a place um where i could have one ever since but if i if we're going somewhere and i see a dog I'm that person that will stop and try to pet the dog, talk to the owners. So I love dogs. Obviously, perfume is a great sense of joy for me. And what I do on social media, the connections, the the real friends that I've made, um, the brands that value what I do, the opportunities like this to come on and, and be a guest, like none of these things would have happened in the absence of perfume. But it's great that you, it's great to hear that you still find happiness and I mean, I, I, I didn't doubt that you would, but you're still finding joy and happiness in perfume, even though it's a, it's a professional thing and a, and a work thing as well. I guess sometimes those things can start to, you know, almost feel like work too much, but it's great to hear that you still have the passion and the, and the, the joy. For absolutely. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Gosh, you know, it's it's when I tell you my relationship with fragrance is like music. I I, I genuinely mean yeah. that. You know, when you get in your car and you're like, oh, let me put on, you know, Holland Oats. Yes. You know, 
or Al Green, you know, and you and you start listening to music, you know, or nineties R and B like so fragrances still bring me joy. I love learning. I love learning. I'm always reading a book, always, always, always reading a book, a book or three. So I love the growth that comes with learning various random things. So in between reading, I'll listen to YouTube videos on on, on various things. My relationship with the Lord um, hasn't always been the mm-hmm. best, but, you know, um, I recently started back reconnecting with my spiritual side and that's been so, yes, it's been so enriching. Um, it's been so soothing. It's been so balancing that, you know, certain things don't, don't really bother me because I know I have a, you know, I have someone above, you know, looking down and, and ordering my steps. So, you know, those are some of the, the things that, that bring me joy. Well, Glenn, it's been so wonderful to talk to you and I really appreciate your your honesty and, and um yeah and, and your enthusiasm for for fragrance and, and yeah, I'll I'll say once more people should um check out Mr. Cologne seventy six if they haven't already. But um I mean you've you've shared so much joy and um yeah, it's been so lovely to to hear a little bit more about the the background and about the man. So thanks for your time, Glenn. I know, you know, you've, you've got a, a very busy schedule, so I really appreciate you spending some time with me on Man in the Mirror. And um, take care. I'll see you again soon. My pleasure. Thank you, Hayden. See you soon. Thanks, Glenn. Bye-bye. My thanks to Glenn, Mr. Cologne 76 himself. Oh, what a great way to end the season. Um, such an interesting guest. and. Yeah, I mean, maybe I was fanboying a bit too much, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think in terms of niche fragrance on on Instagram, if that's your jam, you know, most people know and love what Glenn does as as Mr. Cologne seventy six, and uh, you know, genuinely, you know, it's about the community and um, asking questions and and um, you know, elevating the conversation, which he does so well. So you will find. Mr. Cologne 76 on Instagram at Mr. Cologne 76. Um, it's a great place to find out about niche perfume. His wife, Kimberly, is Nosy Couture on Instagram. Um, what I'm going to do is put some of the products that Glenn mentioned in the show notes so you'll find them there. Thank you so much for joining me on this first season of Man in the Mirror. Um, I've been kind of learning as I've gone and um, I've really enjoyed it and the guests have have made it and and deliberately I'm trying to set up a platform here where it's about the guest and and, um, me finding out from from the guests. So I hope you've enjoyed it. There'll definitely be more. I'm going to take a short summer break. I'll come back for a season two. But in the meantime, if you would be so kind, it would be great if you could rate or review on your chosen podcast service and um, you can follow me at man in the mirror pod on instagram um thanks to glenn mr cologne 76 and thanks to you and i'll see you again really soon for season two but for now it's me hayden williams signing off for man in the mirror you take care goodbye 